Our scripture today is going to be coming out of the book of Luke, the 15th chapter, beginning with verse 11. I'm going to go through verse 24. That is the book of Luke, the 15th chapter, beginning with verse 11, going through chapter 24. This is a very familiar passage when it speaks about the prodigal son. And it reads in our hearing, to illustrate the point further, Jesus told them this story. The man, a man had two sons. The younger son told his father, I want my portion of your estate now before you die. So his father agreed to divide his wealth between his sons. A few days later, this younger son packed all his belongings and moved to a distant land. And there he wasted all his money in wild living. About the time his money ran out, a great famine swept over the land, and he began to starve. He persuaded a local farmer to hire him, and the man sent him into the fields to feed the pigs. The young man became so hungry that, he even, that even the pods was, that he was feeding the pigs looked good to him, but no one gave him anything. When he fully came to his senses, he said to himself, at home, even the hired servants have food enough to spare, and here I am dying of hunger. I will go to my father and say, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I am no longer worthy of being called your son. Please take me on as a hired servant. So he returned home to his father, and while he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming. Filled with love and compassion, he ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. His son said to him, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I am no longer worthy of being called your son. But this father said, to the servant, quick, bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him. Get a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet. And kill the calf we have been fattening. We must celebrate with a feast, for this son of mine was dead and has now returned to life. He was lost but now he is found. So they began to party. You may be seated. Most kind God, Lord, Heavenly Father, I just come to you right now. Father, I'm just asking that you move me out of the way. And I ask that you speak through me, Lord God, to your people. Not that I can get any type of credit at all, but Lord God, I want all glory to go unto you. For you're worthy of all glory, you're worthy of all praise, and you're worthy of all honor. For these here prayers we ask in thy son Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. 
first giving an honor to God and in the absence of our pastor, our prayers are with him where he is at. Um, to my wife who was not able to be with me today, um, she had an episode on, on yesterday and um, she's not feeling very well. I just ask for your continued prayers in that area. To the associate ministers, to my friends and family, if I was to choose for a topic, it would be a journey home. A journey home. What is a journey? A journey is when you travel from one place to another. In life, each and every one of us have taken some type of journey. Some may be glamorous, but not all of them are glamorous. Sometimes we make choices in our lives, and it causes us to take a journey to some place that we don't want to really go. And we find here in Luke that this man had two sons. And the, the younger one wanted his portion right now. He didn't want to wait to when his father thought that it would be time to give him his portion, but he wanted it right now. That is like many of us today. We don't want to wait for our portion. We want it right now. We may not be smart enough to really receive our blessings that we have, but we want to do it our way, not the way of our parents, not the way of our loved ones. So we find that this young man began to take his journey. The thing that I see here in the scripture was that he didn't seek God for this. And many of us don't. We think that we can handle it or we can do better with what we have ourselves and we don't need no help from nobody else. Sometimes we feel that the, green may, the grass may be greener on the other side. But I'm here to tell you, somebody has to pay that water bill. <laughs> Green grass just don't come on its own. So we find that this area, the younger of the two sons, he took his portion. And he went to a far country, someplace far away. And he spent everything that he had on some wild living. What does that entail? It didn't say godly living, but on some wild living. He did whatever that he wanted to do. He did whatever he thought he was big enough to do. He could have been out there partying. I'm sure you probably had a couple friends out there that said, come on over here, be with us, because maybe back home it ain't like you want it to be. So come on over here, and we're going to party. Now, they were partying, no, no doubt, on his dime, not on theirs. <laughs> but isn't that what some so-called friends will do to you? They don't mind you spending all that you have, but don't you try to spend none of theirs. We find this here young man as he began for when the money began to run out, there was a great famine in the land. 
His money done ran out. Now he's looking for a job to replenish some of his funds. You know, sometimes in life, when we go to replenish some of the funds, we find ourselves doing some things that we don't like to do. And for a Jewish boy, to be out there feeding some pigs wasn't a thing for him. I don't know about you, but there's some things in life that I just don't like the fact that I have to now stoop down to do some of those things. But he was just trying to stay alive. So he did whatever that he could. But something began to happen with this here young man. No doubt he began to think about a lot of things even back home. The story means a lot to me because I realized even in my life some 40 plus years ago, I went on a similar journey. I thought that I had it going on. And I remember that I had just got my paycheck. It was on a Friday night. And so me and a so-called friend, I'm going to put him as a so-called friend because he really wasn't a friend. We decided that we wanted to go to the deep woods of Kentucky. He said, I know some young ladies out there and, you know, we can just go out there. We can have us some fun. It was my car. It was my gas. It was my time. And here we are going out there into Carrollton, Kentucky, a place to where I should never have been. But that's what sin would do to you. It'll take you to places that you don't really want to go to. Him and I, we traveled there, and we met up with these here young ladies. He had a great time. I didn't have so much of a great time. The young lady that I thought was going to talk to me ended up talking to somebody else. But he had him somebody. <laughs> and I began to get a little frustrated. So I said, look here, young man, I need to, I need to get out of here. I need to get back to Cincinnati. But he wasn't done playing yet. See, my thrill was already gone. <laughs> and so as he asked me to allow him to go just into the house one more time, I said, well, go ahead. I have something else in mind. He went on inside, and then I decided I was going to leave. <laughs> you can find your own way back. I got me a ride. But on my journey back to Cincinnati, the speed limit was 55, and I decided I wanted to go a little bit faster. I had another appointment that I had to get to. I had another young lady in Cincinnati that was waiting on me to go out on a date, so I said, I'm getting back here. So on the journey that I had, I began to go over the speed limit. Doing pretty good. So I thought. Seen a cop, but I was doing pretty good, so I, I was able to maneuver, I thought. The cop finally pulled me over. He said, you know, I would have never caught you had you not hit your brakes. See, there was somebody that, was in, that came over into my lane. I had to hit my brakes because I was just going way too. I was traveling over 90 miles per hour, 
trying to get home. When he pulled me over, he said, where are you headed? I said, home. He said, but you're going pretty fast. He said, you know, if you was only doing 70, I'd have charged you from 55 to 70. But being that you're going over 70 miles per hour, I'm going to charge you from zero to where you're at. Now, I didn't have enough money in my pocket because I had just blew some money back in Carrollton. So there was a stopover for me called jail. I had to spend that night in jail. Why am I saying this here? I'm saying this here because I want to be transparent too. I want to, I, I want to be transparent because you know what, kids? Sometimes you get caught up in some things that you don't need to be caught up in. You need to always seek God in everything. These thrills that this here world wants to offer you, they're not thrills at all. So as I spent all day Friday night in, in the jail, they said, you can go ahead and make a phone call. I said, okay. Crazy old me, I called a young lady back in Milford, Ohio. I thought that she would tell my sister who worked with her, but she didn't do that. So I'm not only spending Friday night, but I'm also spending Saturday. And my sister asked this young lady, said, um, have you heard from Randy? No, I haven't heard from him. My sister knew something was going on, so she tried to ask her again, look here, girl. Have you heard from Randy? I know that you and him talk. Have you heard from my brother Randy? She finally broke down and said, yes. Well, where is he at? He's in jail. <laughs> my father made his way out to, to get me out of jail. And on my way back home, It wasn't an easy or a joy ride for me because there was no joy in it at all. My father began to talk to me. He began to give me some of the facts of life. He began to tell me, do you think that it was really worth it? It wasn't worth it at all. So some of the things that we get caught up in, it ain't worth it at all. It is truly only what you do for Christ that's going to last. I wish that I would have had a mind that would stay on Jesus, but at that time, my mind was not on Jesus. It was some other things. And we allow these things to come into our lives, and it takes us away from being the person that God has called us to be. I didn't really realize it then, but when this here scripture came into my spirit, I said, you know, that sounds like Luke knows a little bit about my story. But on my journey back home, Ebenezer Baptist Church was just letting out. And lo and behold, here comes this jailbird. Had a nice hat on. Had my leisure suit on. I even had my platforms. <laughs> See, back then, platforms was a thing. <laughs>
And I had some relatives, as church was letting out, we had to be right there in front of church at the time that they was letting out. And all of my cousins and all of those began to look, and they began to make some fun. Some even made their way down to the house. Now, this was on Happy Hollow. We lived on Happy Lane. There wasn't nothing happy about neither one of those. Okay? But why do I, why do I bring that up? because I want to help somebody else along the way. Don't allow this world to dangle some things in front of you and you go after those things without seeking God first. This world is good at doing that. Satan is always busy. Now mine may have been because of going out to Kentucky, but it's the same thing whether it's in marriage, when you think that I want to go out there and get me a six pack or, or dude think he's going to go get him somebody who is better to him than what his wife could ever be. They don't take the time to pray. But they're always seeking fulfillment in other things. All of these fulfillments, not all, they're not always good for you. This young man spent all of his money on some wild living. But I like this part of the scripture said, but then he came to his senses. He, he realized that the higher servants back home were doing better than what he was. See, the higher servants back home, they was able to eat a meal and it wasn't the husk or the things that he was out there feeding the pigs. The higher servants back home no doubt even had some leftovers and, he, and nobody out there was giving him anything. I believe he even had some stomach pains because I'm sure that the stomach was growling some of the times out there. Yes, sir. Sometimes when we find ourselves getting caught up into sin, a lot of things begin to take place. And I believe that God wants to get our attention. Sometimes at that empty place or that place of fulfillment, we thought that we would seek in other things, you have, we have to allow God to fulfill those things in us. See, there's a hole that's in our soul. My question is, what are you filling it with? Right. Yeah. On this here journey, I find myself making it back home. But there had to be somebody to know exactly where I was at. And I look at it, Jesus knew right where I was at. See, I thought I was all that and some only to find out that I wasn't nothing. I wasn't nothing. I don't care what kind of car you have. I don't care what kind of clothes you wear. I don't care what your status is in life. I don't care if you're a doctor. I don't care if you're a lawyer. Wrong is wrong. That's wrong. That's wrong. If you don't know who Jesus is, you've got to know who Jesus is. To all of the, the graduates, I thank God for you. But like the young lady said, you got to know who Jesus is. There's going to be some things that come up in your life. There's going to be some struggles that you're going to have. Just don't give in to any old thing. Be somebody. Be somebody. Stand up. Stand tall. It's okay to let people know that I know the Lord. I know who Jesus is. They may talk about you, but I guarantee you, you don't have to worry about finding yourself out there into that pig's pen. 
eating some of the slop. This young man, as he began his journey back home, he began to rehearse in his mind what he was going to say when he seen his father. But there's a couple things that I see there. I believe his father was also looking for him to come home. He says, Father, I have sinned against heaven and I have sinned against you. And I am no longer worthy of being called your son. If you would just take me on as one of the hired servants. He had no shame in his game because he realized that was much better than where he was at. Have you ever been at that place to where I know we as, as, as some of us a little bit older, but we had that encounter with our parents as well. And we thought that we could do better all by ourselves, but it was a whole lot better back home. Back home, at least there was a roof over my head. Back home, there was at least the cupboard was full and I was able to get some food to eat. Now, I may not have liked some of the direction that my, my father has had for me because I thought that I knew what I needed to do. This young man thought he knew what he needed to do, but he found himself out there with the pig's pen. But thanks be to God. God has a way of getting your attention. He's an on-time God. He may not come when you want him, but he will be there right on time. I'm so glad that my life didn't end over in that prison or in that jail. It didn't feel good to me at all. I don't like getting a bologna sandwich with some chocolate milk. I'm just keeping it real. Where the milk spilled over into my, my sandwich and the, my bread is wet and everything else. That's not a good feeling. But I'm so glad that my life didn't end there. That on this Christian journey, I'm so glad that I could talk about the journey that I've been on because I thank God even that much more. See, I've been there, and I've done that. That ain't the only time that I've been in trouble. I've been in trouble other times, too. But I thank God for who Jesus is in my life. He brought me through dangers both seen and also unseen. There's been some hills and there's been some valleys. But thanks be to God, I'm on my journey home now. See, it ain't 888 Happy Lane. That's where my mom and daddy raised up at. But I'm talking about over in heaven. I can't wait till that day comes when I'll be able to put on that long white robe. Well, I can walk around heaven and I can tell my story how I made it over. I don't want to wait till I get to heaven because I want to share with some of you right now. You don't want to go the same way that I went. There's nothing there for you. But one of these old days, and it won't be very long, you're going to look for me and I'm going to be gone. I'm going on to heaven where I'm going to sing and shout. And ain't nobody there going to put me out. God's been too good to me. That's why I can come and I can preach this word even right now. I found a little bit of trouble when I was getting this word. I said, Lord, what do you want me to say? What do you want me to say? But he said, you got to tell your story. I didn't want to tell my story. But he said, no, you got to tell your story. You got to open up your mouth. There may be somebody in the congregation today that may be going through that same thing. 
we've got to tell our stories. This world that we live in, they need to know our story. All of those people getting shot. For what reason? I'm not saying what the cops did was right, but I'm also saying that it wasn't what the people done was right neither. Because two wrongs, they ain't never made a right. I begin to cry down on the inside because of what this world is becoming. I'm tired of seeing people getting shot. I'm tired of little babies not having the opportunity to live a life. It's time for us to stop. Sometimes just coming to church and think that's all we have to do. There's a city out there outside of these here walls that need to know our story. We got to take the word of God into the highways and also to the byways. We got to pray for them. We have to have intercessory prayer for them. See, it might have been somebody that we didn't know yesterday, but it could be somebody that we know today. Where does it stop? On this here journey, we have the opportunity to look at some of the things that we've come through and to see how far God has brought us. I'm so glad. I'm so glad that he looked beyond all of my faults and I had plenty of them and he seen my needs. He knew that I needed him. See, out there on Calvary's cross, he bled and suffered, and I take a person. He did that for me. He did it for me because he knew that within of myself, sometimes I may not think of how good God has been, but he did it for me. So he, he looked at all of my faults, and he seen my needs. I need Jesus. I needed him then, and I still need him right now. None of us are exempt. None of us. It was somebody else's picture yesterday. It could be your picture on TV today, tomorrow. It could be your son, your daughter. It could be your, a, fr a friend of yours. But on this here journey, thanks be to God. I thank God that he didn't take me out back then. It gives me an opportunity to come before you this morning. And I'm here to tell you that Jesus lives. How do I know? He lives down inside of me. How do I know? You don't know all of my stories. How do I know? He woke me up this morning. And he started me on my way. He gave me food to eat. He provided a roof over my head. He gave me clothes to wear. He gave me the opportunity that I can say something else good about who my God is. Yes. My God is an awesome God. Yes. He's excellent. Yes. He's marvelous. He's wonderful. Yes. God is. God is everything. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. If you only take some time on your journey to seek him, he's waiting when this young man 
was on his way home, and his father was out there, and he ran up to this here young man, and he loved him, and he had compassion upon him. We need to have compassion upon our kids just because they didn't do things the way that we do. It doesn't mean that they're bad kids. We still need to have compassion, and we still need to love them. We still need to, we need to give them a kiss and let them know, hey, everything's going to be all right. Take Jesus with you everywhere you go. Whether you're going out to college, take Jesus with you. If you're going on your jobs, take Jesus with you. In your homes, take Jesus with you. This journey is full of ups and downs. It's like a roller coaster ride sometimes. I'm tired of the roller coaster ride. I'm tired of the ups and downs in life. I can't wait to when I can hear from my Lord and my Savior. Randy, it's time for you to come on home. I'm ready to walk upon those streets of gold. They said, in my father's house are many mansions. And I said, in my father's house are many mansions. I me that messed me up. In my father's house are many mansions. When I look at a mansion, that's pretty big, Terry. But they said, in my father's house, there's many mansions. How big is my father's house? He has room for each and every one of us. Plenty good room. You don't have to worry about there ever being a sign saying that there's no more room for you. There's some room for you there too. There's some room for you. You have to repent from your, your, your wicked ways. There's some room for you in my father's house. He loves each and every one of us. He died that we all would have a right to that tree of life. My God is a good God. My God is an awesome God. I thank God for his son Jesus who died for me. Not only for me, but he also died for you. I don't know where you're at today. I don't know where you're at on this here journey. You may be stuck out there in that pig's pen, still eating some of that slop. When you get tired of eating some of that mess, when you're tired of the mess in life, all you have to do is call on Jesus. All you have to do is be real. Don't be phony about it, but be real. It's okay to tell your story to somebody because somebody is going through the same thing that you're going through. But repent. Turn from the way that you've been doing things and begin your journey back home. Begin your journey back home. Thank you for listening to me, I'm, and, and I pray that something that I said here today, that you'll be able to take with you. Amen. I'm not perfect. I know I'm forgiven, but I don't, because I'm forgiven, it doesn't mean that I continue to go out there and waddle in some of that old mess. I'm going home. <laughs>